Hey, Internet. Welcome to Here Come the Warm Gents. I'm Matthew. And this is Mitchell. I almost called it uh, Final Frontiers. Don't do that. That'll get bleeped. We'll, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll both go to jail. Yeah. Because I, I would be an accomplice to, uh, to light copyright infringement. And I have no interest in that. Fraternizing with an infringer? I got to keep my nose clean. Yeah. Today we're talking about Alias Season 2, Episode 10, The Abduction. Directed by Nelson McCormick, written by Kurtzman and Orchie. Nelson McCormick. Is what did he do? It's his first time directing Alias. Directed a bunch of TV. Who cares? Yeah. Like some episodes of VIP. <laughs> oh, oh, my favorite. Uh, I don't know, like JAG. Ja- like all right. Other shows with acronyms yeah. uh, for titles. That's not bad. No, it's it's that's a, that's a pedigree of, of this like uh, this ilk. It's a good career. Yeah. He's put but kids not through an college, interesting I'm one. assuming. Yeah. Uh, Wikipedia summary. Jack meets Alliance counterintelligence head Ariana Kane, who is sent in to investigate Emily's disappearance and to discover who is trying to blackmail Sloan. Meanwhile, Marshall is sent on his first mission with Sidney as his partner. Vaughn schedules Will to take a CIA psych test. Francie gets suspicious over Sidney and Will's secretive behavior. And that's it. No other summaries. No other summaries? No I mean, TV guide. There, there's definitely no TV guide. Maybe there was a Hulu. I'm, I'm certain there was. There was a I, Hulu. I didn't, uh, I didn't type it out though. Yeah, because I forgot. Yeah, I don't blame you. Like, we can just jump right in. You don't have to do the episode summary. What are you doing this for our listeners? Yeah, for, for our listener. Well, it's, uh, it's for everybody. It, it helps jog my memory a little bit. That's true. It, uh, I, you're right. I do appreciate it. I'm yeah. not saying I don't appreciate it, but I'm saying if you feel overworked with it. And I feel like if somebody is listening, they're going to throw on an episode. I just watched Alias recently. Yeah. And they're not going to remember the number yeah. and the title, probably. And they can say, oh, yeah, that episode, the one where Marshall Flankman goes to the field. And every time uh, we watch this, we're, we're kind of puzzled. And we have to comment on the fact that they play like a good 15 minutes of the last episode to kind of remind the goddamn audience. Like, oh, yeah, here's all this convoluted shit that happened last time. And in this episode, it kind of bleeds into... Yeah, you still noticed that too, right? I was yeah. like, is it starting? I got the same sense of like, and I think the episode just started really smoothly. It's Sydney sort of recapping what happened with, with her parents. Right. And it just happened to work as a nice recap. And I think that Sydney doing this of uh, like her recapping what happened last week to somebody, either like in a de- debriefing or uh, to Will or something like that. I think that that would be a clever device, and if they don't do that, uh, I'm disappointed with them 15 yeah. years later. So. Yeah, it was a good framing device. Yeah. Where do you want to start with this? Because this cold open is kind of a mess. So she was talking to Will, and he just is just like, it's the same thing happened with my parents. I was like, is that just like... like uh, Sounds like Jacko. Yeah, exactly. I was like, what the fuck's going on? But uh, they're explaining, uh, or she's explaining to him, I never thought I'd see my parents in the same room together again. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada. Will tells Sydney that uh, I guess Vaughn is offered to let him take a Moglin Reach allegiance test. And if he gets high marks, he might qualify to work for the CIA. Yeah, see, that part was unclear to me. I was like, is he just going to keep doing like research work? <laughs> I, I guess he'd be salaried instead of, uh, yeah. you know, getting some crumbs from the table. I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm finally making more than a hamburger suit guy. <laughs> and. The that's right. He makes less money than the <laughs> yes. hamburger suit guy. Francie will pay for that guy, but for the people that are, for all intents and purposes, helping her set up her restaurant or transition transition it from like lunch hour to cocktail hour to restaurant hour. I mean, there's like too many people uh, putting forks on tables in that goddamn place. But Will's anyway, overqualified. He is. I digress. 
This allegiance test, not a real thing. No? No, I looked it up. It's like Macy's, Robinson's, May, just a bunch of words put together. Moglin Reach. Moglin Reach. I, yeah, I really dug. I wanted to find out what, other than allegiance, which is a vague concept at best, <laughs> uh, yeah. like what, what the hell this test would be about. I was very curious. It's a vague concept, but an idea of uh, taking an allegiance test might uh, float currently in this country. Well, I was really into the idea of studying it ahead of time and then trying to beat it, not beat it, trying to game it, so that way I could qualify to work for the CIA. Oh, yeah. Assuming that everything else in the show is true. Which oh, you can work for like their weird, crazy occult unit with Kendall? There's really nothing else I would rather do. <laughs> Just, you can be. In my, for any amount of money. It's Listen. like you're making $18,000 a year to work for Inspector Kendall. What, what is he? What's his rank? I don't know. Detective Detec- Kendall? Len, uh, Lieutenant? Lieutenant? I don't know. Who cares? So we're going to start you out as homeless Vietnam vet. We'll oh, that's where they start you as homeless Vietnam vet? Yeah. Okay. And then you're just like, hey, here comes a dead drop or here comes this. I figured it would be You don't like- think you can handle that? You're like, ah, oh, shit, that's already too, too up the chain for you? Well, I figured you would start with transcribing, you know, interviews and interrogations. And then, you know, from there you move up. Ugh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, no, it would be a drag. But, you know, you're you're hunting artifacts in the wild, being sent to your certain death over and over and over again every week. So what do you write? Like, inata- inarticulate screaming, inarticulate screaming. Yeah, there's a lot of inarticulate sobbing. screaming, a lot of sobbing. Sobbing. Yeah. A lot of breathless uh, panting, choked gasps. Yeah. And on and on and on. Not fun. This opening is such a mess. Wait, okay. So Francie. Francie. All right. She's suspicious. Was she wearing a lot of makeup? I feel like she always is. I don't mean that like in a weird sexist way. I just was like noticed. Is it it more sexist to, to say that a woman's wearing a lot of makeup or not enough makeup? I just, I just noticed it. It's not like I feel I, I have, uh, well, a right to tell anyone. Well, how damn, to, Mitchell. How to wear listen, she's an noticed. entertainer now. She's uh, entertainer. A, 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 a big word, but you know, she is. She entertains people. She needs to be there. <laughs> she's like every a, she's night. She's the jazz singer. Yeah, she. Well, careful. Um, <laughs> what? what? Uh, you mean like her, her ex boyfriend? Uh, well, yeah. He was he a jazz singer? Was he like a a, yeah, conte- he, a pop contemporary? Uh, well, he was a singer. What was that? Not Paula Poundstone. That's the comedian. What's the other one? Uh, where have all the cowboys gone? Uh, Paula Cole. Paula Cole. Like, yeah, adult. That's adult contemporary, is it not? Yeah, very. Yeah. Is it, was was he singing Paula Cole? Or of that ilk? Okay. It, it wasn't. It was a song that was. It was like a like a adult contemporary song. He was singing a cover, wasn't he? He wasn't singing. Yeah. An original. Have a little faith in me. Yeah. That's bam. Adult contemporary. Yeah, you're right. Uh. That's not what Francie's doing at all. No. So no. my point doesn't hold up. Yeah, we just, yeah, this is a big red herring on both she, our parts. Yeah, you're right. She's wearing too much makeup like a prostitute. <laughs> that, that's what you said, and I'm just repeating your words no, right back No, not a prostitute. You. Like, she got uh, shot by Homer Simpson's makeup <laughs> gun, which was set to whore. All right. You yeah. uh, Some deep br- brought that's in That's not even the, a deep Simpsons quote. No, you brought in the W word in the first... Uh, Five minutes or so. Congratulations. I'm <laughs> proud of yourself. <laughs> yeah. I won't even say the word. Kind of. Um, Sloan puts a glass ball in Sark's mouth because he demands 
to know what happened to th- this Rambaldi artifact. And then he just shows how easily that he can just spit it out, <laughs> like immediately as, as he just. Let me ex- let me explain this to you while you have a glass ball in your mouth. Now just spit it out and tell me what's going to happen. Yeah, at no point could he have not spat out that glass no. ball. I guess that the glass is going to break before his teeth shatter, or he can't swallow it, like choke to death trying to swallow it. But he still could have spit it out at any time. Yeah. I don't know. It was a weird thing. It was kind of hot. but like, <laughs> There's more of their flirting. Yeah. It, <laughs> First it, it, with the wine, now with this weird... Uh, it's like their version of that movie Secretary with uh, James Spader and uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah. This opening is such a disaster. Are you, I'm, still, I'm like, to... are you still thinking, like, what was this opening... Well, it just it jumps all over the place. So Sydney has to go to Paris with Sark to retrieve oh, yeah. one of Gerard Cuvée's computer terminals. And I was like, I know Gerard Cuvée's name, but who the hell was Gerard Cuvée? Is that a real, is that an actual person? No, no, it's just, he's an oh. alias person uh, from fiction. He's uh, the guy that married Sydney's mom. Or not married Sydney's mom. Trained him? He's the guy that, yeah, that, that sent Sydney's mom into the field. Okay. Uh, he's got an echelon satellite system why do they need to steal this thing from gerard cuvee i have no idea who cares no one cares no it's one like, gives a shit like how what are they what is sd6 batting like they're like oh for what now since like uh sydney's been pulled from the cia oh they're they're on a losing streak they're a major losing streak yeah um uh, sydney's counter mission from the cia is to sabotage this computer terminal so it crashes yeah just put in like a like a they're going to install Windows ninety eight <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's explained that Vaughn's wearing a black suit because he just came from a funeral. His his girlfriend's father. Yes. Yeah. His his funeral. Yeah. And he's like, we why don't they show it? We get to see Vaughn go to so many funerals some episodes. <laughs> Maybe they're tired of it. They're like, oh, they e- they easily had footage. <laughs> they had unused. They could have easily just used unused Dropped footage. it right in. Yeah. Yeah, use uh, your second angle from one of those four funerals that he went to <laughs> late last season. Early this season? When did he go to all those funerals? Last season, because yeah? he was ruminating on how much he hates Sydney's mother. Oh, that's right. He needs to get over it just because she murdered his dad. Yeah. They, Fucking baby. Yeah. And, uh, spy dad, too. Get over being uh, swindled by your wife, by yeah. your Soviet wife. Making you uh, just the you epitome c- of a terrible spy. You cuck. <laughs> we hate you. Um, no, we don't. I, I don't know. Do we hate Jack? No, hell no. We love Jack. I, 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 we love Victor Garber. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if I like Jack. I I'm think not we sure kind of do. To. Uh, we're definitely not supposed to like Sloan. Which we kind of respect him when he gets like focused. Um, he's not easily intimidated, Arvin. No, and he can kind of like re- regain command in a situation where he shouldn't really have any. Like mm-hmm. he's back against the wall. He's like a proven failure, and he's just like, uh, like he like negotiates so smoothly. Like no, like sense of like anxiety that ever pours out of him. So I like that about him. I yeah. respect that about him. Oh, I mean, he was drinking a lot at one point. Love that even more. Drinking wine. Or not, well, he was drinking fine wine and then it's like a lot of whiskey for some reason. Yeah, some kind of brown alcohol. Yeah. Good for him. Maybe it was, like, maybe it was really good tequila. So Marshall, he gives Sydney a little mission of his own. <laughs> he, he gives Sydney a disposable camera so when she goes to Paris, she right. can take photos. Right. That way he can... 
superimpose himself into him later. Right. So uh, and show them to his mom as if to say, hey, look, I've been traveling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is uh, the saddest thing I've ever heard. And also in a, in a show. Um, <laughs> so he, he also shows like the sad uh, Photoshop picture of him in Cairo. It's the saddest thing I've ever seen on a show. They ambushed me. With you got am- with like just like a real life character thing, like uh, it's like the show. My mom thinks I have a better job than I do. Well, you know what? I know that Google wasn't what it was back then. That's true. But, but they had a, image search. You are a fucking spy. You could get satellite images or on the ground images. You can get yeah. a book like you can get a, a travel magazine and cut out pictures of Paris. Yeah, put yourself in them. Scan I, them. Put them into a. Uh, what like Photoshop five or Photoshop three point five, whatever they had back then. Yeah, you don't give Sydney, the most beautiful woman in the world, a disposable camera. To tell her how Wait, sad you are. I think it was a digital camera, wasn't it? I thought it was like a windy disposable <laughs> it's camera, a windy one. like a Fuji film. Like, you, you know, just be careful not to put your uh, finger over over the uh, lens, Sydney. Thank you. And don't put it uh, through the X-ray machine on your commercial flight. <laughs> We'll come back to that later. <laughs> Something that's that's finally bothering me I after think, a season and a half. I think, yeah, during this scene, it almost seemed like someone using some type of video editing software was like scaling down Marshall Finkman. Like he just looked like he was getting tinier and tinier, like in every shot. Like in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yes. Wow. Exactly. Like, it's exactly like <laughs> Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. He like, he just like crawled out of the his like suit jacket. Out of the left, like arm sleeve, a little man wrapped around in his underwear. So we're in Paris, and Sydney's alias, French utility worker. <laughs> They're like, what do, you, what do you call those laptops? Like those, uh, like work. I don't know. Like I know, uh, I know what you mean. Like yeah. the, uh, not called strong books. Yeah, but it's a name like that. They're it's basically some, called strong books. It's, it's like, like a tough book. It's, is it a tough book? A tough book sounds yeah. right. Some bullshit macho name. Yeah. If anybody from that company is listening, uh, uh, send us free tough books. Well, one, uh, <laughs> you know, fire whoever does your branding because it's a joke and it's embarrassing and the whole world's laughing at you. And two, uh, send us free tough books. I kind of wanted one of those. And I saw the commercials for them. Like, cool, you can kind of like drop it. Yeah, I'm, but like I'll have to like put like a decal of an apple on it so people don't think I'm poor. Well, and also like what if that probably does run Windows ninety eight. <laughs> you think about it. Yeah, and not a very good version either. Yeah, what does Marshall give them? Like some weird like bomb thing. It's like a Mister Wizard like glass hexagonal pyramid, <laughs> and it's supposed to blow up the top of top of this truck. Yeah, and fill it full of gas, or does she have to like throw? Or she throws a grenade in there? I don't remember. There's a tear gas oh, munition, yeah, and a magnetic shape charge. I'm guessing the hexagonal Mister Wizard mirrored pyramid. That's thing. the magnetic shape charge. Yeah, that makes the most sense because it uh, it sticks to the top of the truck like a magnet. Is that, is this when he's doing his little spiel? Like he's like, it's two for one day at Marshall Fligman's tech thing. Was trying to be cute about it for once because he didn't have uh, Arvin there staring at him. You know if. Uh, I, I, if that happened, I must have repressed it because yeah. it was so depressing yeah. after the last thing. Like this did. this episode should have been his finest moment. Oh, that's what that's what bothers me. It was man, this got you good. This got you in them feels. So yeah. To speak. So it's a lot of time with Arena. Uh, she spy does mom. that weird like uh, camera shot of her of like POV of the fly and cat getting caught by her, and she like lets it go. 
Like it, they, I think they suggest she's holding it by the wings. That's yeah. how amazing she is. She should have eaten it like an Encino man. Yeah, meat group. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Jack offers her house arrest on Puget Sound if she will give a full confession. Right. So you fully confess. We'll put you up in like a cabin on Vashon Island or whatever. Uh, it's a weird deal. Like, why specifically Puget Sound? Yeah. I I don't know. I, g- I guess she thinks about it, right? She 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 goes to think about it. So what does he want? Okay, okay. There was like too many arena conversations. I can't remember. Yeah, this is a mess. There was the one where like she's hugging Sydney on the roof, and they almost like shoot them both. No touching. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like swarm in like she's Alien Gonzalez. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very contemporary <laughs> reference yeah. for everyone for the listening. Show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. We're both wearing Jenko pants while uh, discussing <laughs> this. <laughs> so after the thing in Paris happens, opening credits, 18 yeah. minutes. Uh, and I, I made a note of it while watching it because oh. I was like, wow, this is far into the episode. It's like the um, infamous, uh, what is it, like 17, 20 minutes before any action starts in Die Hard? What do you think that's what they were trying to go to? We already had the McTiernan air conditioning. Uh, is there yeah. all these Die Hard uh, threads that... Think about it. This is before... Uh, people knew to hide obsessive nerd Easter eggs in their shows. They could have been doing it and being like, eh, no one's going to know. I uh, doubt it, though. Me too, but it is a <laughs> suspiciously long cold opening. Then I go to the IMDb. Um, Just, um, you can lie. That's what IMDb is for. Just be like, this is a reference to Die Hard. That's true. But IMDb tells me that this is the longest cold open in the entire series. Oh, okay. So it wasn't just me. Being like, like what, what the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, this seems like a long time. No, it it's a long time. So get off my back. Yeah, no, uh, it world. Was. <laughs> Everybody in IMDb, shit. Jesus Christ! All right, so in LA, Sloane and Jack are meeting with Ariana Kane. Oh, played by Faye Dunaway for no reason. She's uh about to find out who's been uh, digging up old Emily's bones and trying to blackmail. Arvin and uh, Mr. Game Theory Man. Uh, Very 101 Game Theory yeah, kind Spy of. Yeah, Spy Dad uh, is throwing out his, it's obviously that you're going to investigate me. Yeah. it's It reads like somebody who read a, not probably not Wikipedia at the time, but like somebody <laughs> who read like the encyclopedia injury for Game Theory yeah. and then wrote a screenplay around it. That sounds I, like Gorchi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think one of the first rules of Game Theory is that uh, you don't discuss Game Theory. Yeah. I think with that's your, now the first rule of everything. With your with your possible component. Yeah, it is. Nobody wants to talk about game theory <laughs> with you. Just for the love of God, stop talking about game theory. It's really boring to everyone. Well, that was the episode parody, right? That was That's a game theory tenant or principle? Yeah, pretty much. Was it? Is it? Or is that just a separate thing? I, I, I really don't remember the, the premise of... Uh, the episode that it, much like like no no one had a specific advantage or disadvantage you were like uh you kind of like had a the same opportunity uh, like if they, they would it, a zero sum yeah zero so they wouldn't be like you could blow up it was like that stadium with uh yeah melissa gonzalez uh, gina espinoza yeah gina espinoza that's right <laughs> yeah yeah he explained parody i think he's he might have like thrown out like oh, it's a game theory thing but i, I could be misremembering that would be the show's fucking nuts. And that would be swell. If so, I'm going to go back and listen to that episode of our podcast. Yeah, because I'm self-indulgent, and somebody's well, got to listen to podcasts. It's true. So when are Will and Vaughn going to hook up? Will. <laughs> it seems like they're really. 
I don't know. I think maybe they're just sublimating their desire for Sydney onto each other. Maybe. Is that how that happens? That's uh, That happens in Cerno de Bergerac, right? Those two gentlemen, or that one guy helping the one guy woo the other woman, kind of put their own attraction for that woman into an attraction for each other. Probably not, but it's happening here in uh, Alias. I remember the woman's name is Roxanne because of the movie with Steve Martin. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> and uh, I believe Cyrano is the guy with the big nose. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't remember the other guy's name. But anyway, so uh, what's up with the Vaughn and uh, Tiffin? Will has to take his, his allegiance test in like <laughs> the, the, at the post office. Yeah, like a back room of a post yeah. office. He asks them. It's like, oh, don't be surprised about any of these questions. You know, there some of them, if you got asked at a bar, you want to punch somebody. And like Will was like, yeah, I, I've totally wanted to hit people at a bar before. That's totally an experience. I sympathize. <laughs> he had a look on his face. Like, you would never think of doing that. No, because he's, he's a grown up. A grown up pussy. You, you're going to punch somebody at a bar because they ask you a question? <laughs> punch Will Tippin at a bar. Don't you dare. He has those goddamn frosted tips coming at me. Uh, do it Do it below <laughs> the shoulders. Don't mess his face up. Now, hey, I'm, I'm a civilized human being. <laughs> All right. No, but it's, he's just saying those questions are like, he's like, oh, they're going to be weird questions. He's like, what What do you mean? He's like, oh, let's just say if someone asked you these questions in a bar, you'd want to hit them. And like we all had a look on his face like, yeah, that's I'm, I'm that type of guy. And then they... They blow off steam. Where where does he meet Sydney? Is, Sid- is it at Francie's bar? No, Sydney and uh, Vaughn um, and Alice. Vaughn and Alice, grandma, girlfriend, yeah. and uh, no, Sydney and Will are talking about their situation with Francie because they're talking about spy bullshit, mm-hmm. and they have to kind of. It's obvious to Francie that they're talking about something that they don't want her to hear, and she's picked up on it. And called them out on it. Right. And now they're like, well, we we know we can't tell her because it would in, it, it would be endangering her life and her career. Right. And you know, As a restaurateur. As a restaurateur. And, uh, you know, it's the person who doesn't want to have to fake a heroin addiction, a very public heroin addiction, or be executed. They're trying to protect her. Yeah. So, and then all of a sudden, Vaughn and Grandma Alice walk in. But... Francie's got a great birthday gift coming her way from Sydney oh, and Will. Yeah, hey, season sure. tickets to the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> How does that work? Like, yeah, I was gonna, th- I was saying, is that like the uh, Philharmonic or something, like an orchestra? I, there? I think anything that's happening at the Hollywood Bowl in two thousand three, Sydney's gonna be able to go to. Uh, what do you got there? Like, uh, you got a Beck concert. You got two nights of Coldplay. Yeah, were the, they already doing two nights in two thousand three? It was uh, their first show. <laughs> then they did another show. Radiohead on the Hail to the Thief tour. Oh, yeah. 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 James Brown making his Hollywood Bowl debut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After all, all that time of being blacklisted. Yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> James Brown would be okay with uh, with that joke. It's a thing. It's not like because of race. So we find out that... How do we find this out that Cuvée backed up his computer... Now they have to go to his vault or something. Who the fuck knows or cares? Yeah, they have to de- delete the blah, 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 blah. Luckily, he had, he had a backup file. Because yeah. <laughs> he's smart. Yeah. And he's he got knows that there's fucking agents dressing up like construction workers and policemen. They're pretty much doing the YMCA bit from uh, Wayne's World <laughs> 2 at this point on the show. Uh, yeah, he knows that's going to happen, so he backs <laughs> up his fucking computer. He's got a good IT guy. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about them shortly, but they've got to get into this computer locally. They can't do it remotely. The only guy who can do it is Marshall Flinkman. 
That means Marshall Flinkman's going into the field. Now, what does that mean? Because he he's the only one that can do like differential calculus. I don't something know. Something like that, like uh, in his head. Uh, I, uh, yeah. I mean, there's some reason. Yeah. You got to have some reason to, to, to put him out there. Yeah, and good for him. I'm glad, even though he doesn't like planes. Uh, <laughs> good for him. So they know that there's no way to run a counter mission with Marshall Flinkman there. Right. Which is, I you know, whatever. I'm sure there was a good reason that I just somehow missed. But now they're faced with the reality that they have to pull out Marshall Flinkman from right. SD6, put him in the CIA. Well, they can't run the counter mission because the information was going to be remembered in his head was that it yeah he's just gonna look at the screen like, <laughs> yeah, like a, rain man because he has a photographic memory oh, so Jesus. he has a sydney says he has a photographic memory when the if if uh the cra were to replace the information if he looked at it again at sd6 he'd be like wait a minute this is wrong like he'd blow it he'd bl- he would mm-hmm. blow the cover off so you know and then we got marshall and sydney they're on their commercial flight to paris like does SD six sends their agents on commercial flights to places because they have to look uh, inconspicuous, I imagine. No, they don't. Yeah, didn't they get? Uh, well, we've seen uh, no re- Mantis. I, yeah, repeatedly, repeatedly we've seen them on commercial flights, yeah. and I just realized that seems weird. Like so, like Sydney and uh, you can't put them on business class, at least business class at the very yeah, least. Either way, they got to show up at the airport like two hours <laughs> early. <laughs> All right, like they, even if they're in the in the fancy lounge for the big shots, you know they're still there two hours early. They got to take off their shoes. Well, they're what are gonna they? make Marshall Flinkman take off his shoes? His, his oh, normal size shoes? He's never flown, and he's doing it post nine eleven. Oh God, he must be just a nervous wreck. Of course yeah. he is. Wouldn't you be? Yeah. Well, uh, so they what is it? Their cover is also that they're just regular business people, like for Credit Dolphine. So they're flying probably as Credit Delphine employees on a bank holiday bullshit work thing. Well, they would only really need a cover for customs. Okay. Right? <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, they're not infiltrating an organization. They're going to, what, uh, the orchestra? Do you but, go to the orchestra? Yeah. You go to the opera? You go to the orchestra. You get uh, season tickets to a place. Yeah. <laughs> you get season tickets to, uh, you know, Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. Billy Joel, the Knicks, Billy Joel, the fuck gets thrown every in there. month, every yeah. month, uh, every, on the hour. Fuck it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and every time, it's a great time. He leaves the stage covered in sweat, <laughs> just uh, which is the color of red wine. A uh, piano reduced to cinders. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Marshall Flinkman in a tuxedo, <laughs> nodding and saying hi to everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Oi, oi. I'm at the opera, then, yeah. <laughs> My it's my dream come true, <laughs> and much like a child saying hi to everyone he sees, hello, and waving, hi, hi, we're at the opera then, yeah, and they sit behind Cuvée's head of IT security, who is named Thatcher Powell, <laughs> That's the most British name ever, yeah, and I got some scoop on the actor who played Thatcher Powell, oh. played by John Balma. Whose IMDb photo is like uh, a candid photo of him dressed as a Vulcan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, not like a professional photo. Just oh, like just <laughs> him on a I'm set. Sorry. Not oh, on a set, or that just like him at home with Vulcan ears on? <laughs> Who knows? But uh, wherever it is, I'm going to give him benefit of the doubt because he was in like an episode of Enterprise. Okay, his father 
was the longest tenured sheriff in California history. Yeah. And uh, he owns a dog named George Clooney. <laughs> uh, though who knows when the information was added. A dog could be long dead. Yeah, or, or could it just be erroneous information? Yeah. Someone sticking it to old Thatch. Yeah. Or the Clune dog. Yeah. Who knows? They drug him with scopolamine. Scopolamine. I forget how it's pronounced. But I r- wrote it down. This is a drug used to treat motion sickness and post-operative nausea. Okay. It doesn't cause drowsiness or anything. I guess in some motion sickness drugs, like Dramamine, makes you kind of drowsy. This maybe, doesn't. Maybe it's a. It's not at all a side effect of the. In uh, in uh, huge quantities, it can be, I guess, a, a date rape drug, or a a powerful hallucinogen. Oh, uh-huh. that would have been great. But it says that it's a, a hallucinogen where the uh, experience is very negative. Um, so that would have been much more interesting. <laughs> Just like, yeah, we're gonna make this guy go on a bad trip while you steal his key and do. Oh, bad trip at the yeah. symphony! Holy hell! That's, That's what episode. they call. It. You don't go to the orchestra. You go to the symphony. <laughs> I called it the opera in my notes. It could be an opera. I don't remember. Yeah. Do they say what they're seeing? It, no, they 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 reference Bach, and he makes. You're a right. God awful joke. They it's do like, say. Yes. Well, they had something about uh, Bach being embedded. Or this piece by Bach having an embedded message in it. It has that Bach has his name spelled out in it. Yeah, which uh, he's full of that shit. I got a book you can read. No, but he says like, oh, and uh, you know, if it, you know, if I say if it ain't baroque, then don't fix it. I think that's a fine joke. Yeah. So what happens? They steal his badge after he passes out, mm-hmm. and then they, they put. Uh, he exclusively drinks. Uh, they make a note. He ex- they put that uh, per dopamine or whatever per in his crystal because he only drinks crystal, much uh-huh. like uh, ODB or Biggie. Sure. When rest in peace, <laughs> both of them. <laughs> both of them are resting in power uh, together. Yeah, and they go to the vault, some Cuvée's office yeah. building, uh, with the credentials, which whatever, and. Uh, at some point, how does Marshall get shot with the tranquilizer guard? He uh, starts screaming at them in, in the official language of Ewoks. See, he pisses his pants. Yeah, uh, just a little bit, though. And then he gets, he says, I would have let it pass if he said, Ewoks are the indigenous creatures of uh, Endor. Oh, they're the, the indigenous creatures of the Endor moon. But he says... But yeah, still, I'll give it a pass. <laughs> Indoor. The moon. <laughs> well, you, you just shouldn't have specified. You deserve to piss your pants. I'm glad that Chinese dentist is going to fuck oh, his face oh, up. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Spoilers. Do they get back <laughs> to the... Uh, they get back to the... the he does the, the thing where he has to remember that shit being all right. fucking coked up. See? S- Sydney kisses him in the face. This wouldn't have fucking happened if, unlike her fucking daddy, uh, she carries some methamphetamine around. <laughs> To get people in her her company all pepped up. You know what this is? What? This is white mediocrity overcoming black excellence. Yeah. You know why? Where is where is uh, Mantis? Mantis? Why isn't Mantis being pulled from SD six into the CIA? We no. want. I was like, I thought the same thing. Like, why isn't Mantis the one who's uh, being like, I don't know, given the red pill or whatever you want to call it? You can't put Mantis in a pair of glasses with a little camera on it. Yeah. You could do that, and he would make it work because of black excellence. Yes. And instead, they send in white mediocrity, and now you've got a, a man with 
perfectly normal proportions, admittedly, <laughs> but who's otherwise so, not really well suited to be in the field. And he pissed his pants, and he got Star Wars oh. wrong, and now he's been kidnapped by a Chinese dentist. So not only is he not suited to be in the field, they say ex- explicitly beforehand like he's going to be prepped for field work, mm-hmm. and he, he just wasn't prepped for field work. No. Like, he, there's no way you'd be saying hi to everybody if you were prepped for field work or you know, pissing your pants or screaming in Endor. No, at the I don't know. Just the whole thing was very frustrating. Yeah. And so, you bring up a good point. With uh, it should have been Mantis that got pulled uh, into the CIA first. So here's why nobody makes fun of Kanye. It's why? because Kanye's right. <laughs> yeah. About white mediocrity uh, overcoming black excellence. It happens a lot. I mean, all deference to Kanye, it's been happening since before Kanye observed it. You know. No, I mean since. Uh, I, I don't want to say the beginning of time. That's <laughs> that that's that's hyperbole. Yeah. But uh, right now there's some some twenty uh, two year old black kids with uh, an alias podcast. Easy. It's blowing ours out of the water. Oh. Nobody's listening to it though. Yeah. No you one's know? listening to ours or theirs. So. Yeah, but parody. Really, <laughs> they they can't even uh, get the SoundCloud account open. Ah, oh, it sucks. Oh, uh, so what's the most painful thing finding out? That, you know, as uh, Marshall says, oh, I, I thought he sees that he's a, a hero. He's one of the good guys. Uh-huh. Finding out that you're not or taking that shitty, shitty CIA pay cut because you're in the government now, baby. You're not getting SD6 money. Hmm. Maybe you're, you're probably getting better health care. Sure. Yeah, that's true. You you probably have a choice of providers as yeah. opposed to the, the <laughs> angel of mercy. <laughs> <laughs> You're not tied to the 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 SD six HMO system. Like, oh, yeah, you got an X ray somewhere else. Ooh, you went out of network. <laughs> You're fucked. <laughs> you are fucked. <laughs> that's that's their HR administrator reviewing their benefits. <laughs> Don't go out of network or you're fucked. Yeah. This is SD6. Fucking send the guy from Saw after your ass. <laughs> you want that shit. <laughs> some, yeah. Put some glass in your mouth. But you you know, you advance rapidly. So yeah. you know it's what quick. you start here, six months you're doing filing. Uh, after that, you're uh, fucking a spy. <laughs> and we even throw you in the field. Fuck. <laughs> no training. I don't give a shit. A lot of wigs. Yeah. Do you a like lot of wigs? wigs. <laughs> don't worry about it. You'll get a fitting. Can you do a Jamaican accent? <laughs> no? no? Good enough. Yeah. So they get back to the symphony, and there's like a perv in a wheelchair watching from the distance. <laughs> was that supposed to be a joke? <laughs> I was thought like... Like, that's like a, that's like a cutaway uh, camera pan from like Austin Powers. Like, just man in a wheelchair, like, slowly easing out of the, the shot. I don't know if it was supposed to be a joke specifically, but they knew what they were doing. <laughs> they knew this. Looked. Yeah. yeah it's like, oh, Stephen Hawking's out to murder somebody again. Remember when he pissed his wife off and she left him in the sun? <laughs> Is that what happened? Yeah, she disconnected the power from his chair and left him in the sun. I don't know if he did anything to deserve it, but <laughs> there's no proof. Much like Roger Moore being, <laughs> being yeah, like having a, a guitar broken over his head. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Like, yeah, like walks by uh, cookery stores and gets uh, jarred by the signs of pots and pans. Stephen Hawking is the, <laughs> the, the Roger is Moore of astrophysicists. <laughs> How ironic an astrophysicist done in by his arch nemesis, the sun. <laughs> so back in Los Angeles, the plane lands. They have a nice goodbye at the airport. He's so happy. Once again, he says, like, oh, I'm, or I think it's at, this is actually when he says it feels good to, like, you know, know I'm, I'm like a good guy. I'm one of the good guys. Yeah. 
And you feel good for him. Yeah. Like, uh, through his many humiliations, he found the silver lining the way that he yeah. often does. Then he, what, his Uber gets shot up by <laughs> yeah. by machine guns? Wasn't an Uber. And it gets, like, pulled over and, like, guns get drawn on him. Okay. And then it's just like, uh, what happened to uh, Vaughn's checking in? He's like, oh, yeah, so how, where's Linkman? He's like, he, w- he was, we didn't intercept him. He was intercepted by someone else. And then they just go on to have the birthday party? Well, was this discussed at the birthday party? No, this is Vaughn separately. I don't think he was invited. He uh, doesn't say it to Sydney. No, he's on the phone. Okay. Yeah. So uh, he's probably scared shitless. Yeah, I don't think uh, Sydney and Will know about this yet. And, and it's weird. Yeah, Will's like Will gets. She's gonna talk to Sydney's gonna talk to Will about it now. Is what I'm saying. It's like mm. yeah. And you know it's funny because Will's probably gonna be like, oh, it's just some other guy. Ugh. <laughs> some other. <laughs> And then he's going to meet him, and he's going to be like, oh, I love <laughs> this right. guy. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. <laughs> his jacket's a little too short for his arms, but it's okay. I hope he finds love uh, if he survives. Will or uh, well, Marshall Linkman? Well, I want everyone to find love, yeah. but, you know, that's it. Uh, so it's, yeah, Francie's birthday party. Everybody's having every, a blast. Yeah, it's nice. They did something nice for her because she's that, being neglected. And that allays her suspicions about what they're talking yeah. about. So. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Yeah, that just wraps that up. But now Flinkman's having the... Uh, the call him the Chinese dentist. N- no, nah, I was going to say he's having like his feet to the flames, but there's probably a better dental. He's having his mouth to the drill. Yeah, he's getting his face all fucked up yeah, by this Chinese like, dentist. The glass in his teeth, like Sark. Yeah. Um, yeah, so do we know what this Chinese dentist works for again? I'm pretty sure we were told. Is it K-Directorate? Because that's Probably. the only one that's like still like an actual enemy, right? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I, I, I think so. Yeah, K-Director, it sounds right. Though I, he's probably just doing this for fun, though. Yeah, right? he wants revenge. Wouldn't you? I guess. Uh, we're assuming that Sydney put him in the, that wheelchair, right? Yeah, I don't remember his last appearance. He's shown up a few times, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a bad job here hosting this show. Yeah, it's okay. I should have included that in my notes, all of his uh, different... All uh, of his different appearances uh, and uh, what they did. I'm sorry, fans. Yeah, we're sorry. We're, we we dropped the ball. Oh, we'll pick it back up. I'm so sorry. Uh, let me know how disappointed you are. <laughs> Just tweet at us. At Warm Gents. Drop the ball. I don't know. What do, what do banish us? What do people do when they get upset with something that's free? And has literally nothing to do with their lives, but they just want the people involved to be murdered horribly. Uh, they could dox us. Oh, yeah, you could do that. Which well, we're easy to find, probably. Yeah. I am, certainly. They, wait, wait, I'm we, off the 7 train. With you, it's a it, bit more of an ordeal. We make it like no... Uh, let's see, you can just email us. Email us your shitty thoughts. I, I don't that's, even, that's more personal than tweeting your shitty thoughts at us. I don't even know if I want that. <laughs> Honestly, like all the... I'm going to read an email... I got friends that like people that I like that I, who've emailed me and I haven't written them back. Yeah, I'm gonna let some jerk push me around. I don't know. Yeah, email is warmgents at gmail dot com. <laughs> uh, sure. We used to have a phone number. Google took that away. They did. Yeah. One eight hundred warmgents. It was something, something gents, right? Yeah. Why did they take it away? Yeah, we weren't using it. Oh. And they said, "Enough's enough, guys." Really? They're like, yeah. hey. We got to free up this sweet phone number. Oh. Bastards. Sons of bitches. Yeah. 
Well, it was free. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should dox uh, Larry not, Page and Sergey Brin. I don't think it's free. Sergey, Sergey. They just like take it away from you if you're not using it. I, I think that still counts as free. We were using <laughs> it with for no cost. I guess. Yeah. The, the, the Indian gave us. Careful. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So I guess that's it until next time. Until next time, we get to find out what happens to... I was actually excited because I thought, oh, it's going to be nice. Flinkman's going to be... We're going to get to see Flinkman uh, like, kind of like, oh, shit, this is a big new world. But no, we're going to get to see him tortured even better. Highs and lows. Highs and, even a- after his like, sad... Maybe uh, the Chinese dentist will take pictures of him being tortured so he can send them to his mom. Maybe he'll show him Return of the Jedi again so he can remember his most basic Star Wars <laughs> facts. <laughs> the, yeah, maybe he deserves to be tortured. This is Matthew. <laughs> this is Mitchell. <laughs> Good night. Uh, see you later because you're listening during the day. Good night. Bye.